This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, Happy New Year to all Shrimps fans and welcome along to the latest edition of Shrimpnet. Uh, humble apologies from me for the lack of pod last week. Uh, circumstances beyond, uh, I'll say our control, although it was my control. Um, this week, myself and Joel are joined by the jet-setting go-getter from the board, who's just decided to take his jacket off on camera. Uh, it's James from the board, James Wakefield, a regular contributor here. Uh, and the voice of reason, we always say, James, welcome along. Hi, Freeze. Hi, Joe. Uh, and delighted to welcome one of our recent new acquisitions, our loan signings. Uh, yet to make his debut for us yet is, is uh, Scottish goalkeeper Archie Mayer. Thank you for joining us, Archie. No problem. Hi, guys. So, um, I, I've already uh, established that Archie was at Swansea on Saturday. Hopefully, we would, uh, hopefully we would get five minutes. Uh, didn't happen, but um, I, I, I'll start as we mean to go on. Uh, and I, I missed you. I missed you in the bar by about two minutes, James. And uh, I'm sorry I did because uh, we turned up, we parked in Morrison's and it was about 20 to 5. So we walked around the ground and I, I did walk right around the ground. And the first half a dozen Morecambe fans who I met all stopped me and went, you're in the know. Why? <laughs> and I was like, what? Have you seen the team? I went, no. So everybody's like, why? And I'm like, well, it, it doesn't take it doesn't take a genius to work out that maybe the low knees are all going back and they don't want to get injured. And uh, that it turned out how it was. But I mean, obviously, we did bring on Blocko and we brought uh, Michael Mellon on, and um, it was very noticeable at the end that uh, Eli King was out there in his tracksuit, sort of waving goodbye. So it's not unexpected, Joel, when you're in this situation. But first of all, the Swansea Cup game. Um, given the side we had out, I thought we acquitted ourselves pretty well, really. Not much of an attacking threat, but um, we didn't. Um, I think I think we we did okay because I think they were quite determined to football us to death. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I mean <clears throat> it's funny with the lone players because I know Jed, Jed's come out and said that you know there was the overhanging illness that blocks him and Mellon had, and obviously King yeah. apparently had a, had a groin strain the day before. Uh, so obviously, you know, I think we got all we can do is really kind of take Jed's word for it, because uh, you know there's not there's no real reason for him to make stuff up. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, even if it was even if he did know it was their last game, you know, you you milk them for all they've got. You know, <laughs> you try and play them as much as possible. Um, but I think, I think really, I, I I kind of think the lineup was probably prompt more prompted by the fact that we went to Notts County a few weeks ago uh, and got tonked five 0 and we're trying to probably avoid something similar happening to a against a championship side with people like you know Yannick Balassi, uh, Patino, you know Ryan Yates. He's a very good player. So you know, I think we, I think it was a lot of that. A lot of it was trying to avoid maybe, yeah, just to kind of instill some kind of defensive solidity in there, and 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 it worked really, didn't it? You know, we were. I remember, you know, I just thought first half especially. You know, they they just. They had a couple of moments, a couple of long shots, a couple of dangerous looking balls in the box, but they didn't really have much of a sniff, to be honest. And it was it was quite a dull game, which is kind of I think what, what we, we were just, I we think were what we say we bored them to death. <laughs> yeah, I think we were kind of aiming for that and we kept them at arm's length. They didn't have really, you know, they weren't going through on goal and we were having to rely on Adam Smith to make any kind of like uh worldly saves, although obviously he did make a very good one from a header uh in the first half and then it's just a bit of a shame that, you know, just at the start of the second half, uh, they've just had that one moment where they've managed to get away. I know there's quite a few shouts for our side. It's kind of hard to tell from the from the camera angle, isn't it? So, you know, it's it's hard to say on that one. But despite going that goal down, you know, we've kind of hung in there. We've kept battling away. And, like the, you know, I think Jeb mentioned it in his interview earlier today. You know, the, the game plan was very much, you know, hanging until 60 minutes and then, we're probably okay to give our some of our better players a go, 
well, some of our better attacking players ago and, and go a bit more attacking that last half an hour. Um, so it, it kind of worked aside from just, you know, that little moment where somebody's managed to ghost in at the back post and uh, pop, pop it in the net. But yeah, I think overall, we, I think we equipped ourselves really well. I think that last goal at the end is just tightness when we've kind of thrown a few more bodies forward. Maybe we're not just as sound as we have been all game defensively. And it happens, you know, but you know, I think we've gone, we've gone there. We've acquitted ourselves well. We've stuck to a game plan. It's not, it's not been a million miles away from working the game plan, but you know, a bit of championship quality tells in a couple of key moments, and that's how it goes in these cup games sometimes. But end of the day, I think you know, there, the the stuff there that was good, organised, uh, hard to break down. So you got to take the positives from that. Yeah, I thought um, I thought the back the back three worked pretty well. Uh, Chris Stokes played pretty well. His distribution was good. Uh, Jacob Beddow had that deflected header that nearly caused Adam Smith to have kittens. But um, other than that, there was, like you say, there was that one particular header which Adam did well to tip over the bar. But we we kept him at bay, James. And and I think going in at half time, it, we we never really. Obviously, we had a couple of moments where we got we put a couple of good corners in. To be fair, but it needed us to nick something at the set pieces like that to give us any chance, really. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny on this podcast going after Joel because I very rarely disagree with him. So I I, I almost always end up saying what he said. Um, but I, I thought the game plan worked really well. Um, I thought Stokes and Threlkel were excellent, given it was um, yeah. they were thrown in at the deep end. Um, there was there were genuine um, injuries and genuine sicknesses around the squad. Um, Adam Smith was actually ill the morning of the game, um, but you know he he played and played I thought very well. And I thought that goal was offside. So I thought you, the first half we were excellent. Um, we kept them to one good chance, which which um, which is much better. And then, um, yeah, I thought the goal was offside as well. Uh, if you're a Swansea fan, you say, well, we had all the possession, we had all the chances. But if it's nil nil at 65 minutes, and at that point you're you're able to bring on those players who can't play 90, but who are your real attacking threat? Then who knows? Um, but it, we acquitted ourselves well. That's a Championship side, um, two full leagues above us, probably 23, 24 million of budget and um, greater than us. And um, you know they 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 absolutely didn't outplay us, um, and you've got to put a word in for the 450 or so fans that travelled. Um, they made a, just a wonderful noise. There wasn't a single person in, in, on the Swansea side of things that didn't comment on how fantastic the fans fans were. Um, and a few of the stewards said that they were some of the best fans they've had um, in that away end all season as well. So just a massive massive thanks and a big well done to the fans for keeping that noise going for the full 90 minutes. There were two, two full renditions of Ring Me Sunshine. You don't oft, often get that. Um, no. So it was really, really, really good to see that. Good to hear that. Shame to shame to listen to it, but um, we exited it with our uh, heads up high. My only, my only thing, I, I enjoyed singing it, but there's only me and Glenn singing the correct words to Ring Me Sunshine. I know, me too. Actually, I'm singing, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm singing the correct words as well, and Charlie didn't care what I said. It's, it's the last no. time, come it is, it is wrong. It's bring, bring me fun, bring me fun. fun. Bring me sunshine, bring me love. And they sing, bring me sunshine. Bring, uh, no, 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 no. Anyway, never mind. But it was, it was, a, 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 that was ground number 77 for me. So, which is pretty good. Uh, never been to Vetchfield. So that's first time for Swansea for me. But the, the stewards were lovely. Uh, the setup there was really, really good. Um, it, it's funny because as we, as we kicked off, a couple of people said, it was a completely different eleven from the last Swansea lineup, and that wasn't actually true because they did start uh, with about four who started the last game. Uh, the keeper and the back, the three centre halves were all different, but uh, they had Cooper, Patino, Jerry Yates, Yannick Balassi, um, and then by the end of it, they brought on Patterson, Grimes. So they ended up with, ended up with seven or eight who actually ended the last game for them. So it was no real surprise that they, they did. Um, they did come out on top, but um, actually, that must have been a, a bit of a baptism of fire for you watching that, thinking, "Cracky, what have I come to here? We're at a, 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 a league, a league two club going to a championship side, and we just played chase ball, but kept him at bay for the first half." You must have been thinking, "Well, I, I could, I could go in nets here. I'm not that busy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought, um, I thought the boys done really well. To be honest with you, in the first half, you know, it's always going to be difficult going to. A championship side, um, and obviously they just had their new manager in, so uh, boys would be wanting to impress um, things like that. Um, but I thought, yeah, they dealt with it really well in the first half. Obviously, the goal early in the second half, it's always always difficult to to recover from when you concede that early in the half. You know, heads can go down and everything. But even from then on, I thought the boys 
acquitted themselves really well. Um, and obviously the result was a shame in the end, but I think the performance was good. Yeah, and I think, you know, an end to a, a decent cup run, Joel. Uh, we've enjoyed it tremendously. It'd be nice to get a home draw now and again, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know, yeah. I don't think we've had one since, I think, they were saying 2021, weren't they? Uh, which would have been the Newport game a few seasons ago. So, yeah, it, it's frustrating that we've not had one at home, but at the same time, we've done really, really well to get as far as we've done. It would have made a bit of money for the club, which is positive. You know, you know it, it's a bit of a tough time, obviously, with, with the run run at the moment in the league and some of the ownership stuff, but it's good that despite all that, you know, we're still cracking on. We're still, you know, doing well in, 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 in the... Uh, in the cup, and it, it, I mean, it's weird to be honest because we've done really, really well against higher, you know, higher opposition all, all this season. You know, we drew in 90, minute, 90 minutes against Rotherham in the League Cup at the start of the season. We've beaten two League One sides away from home. We've, you know, put up a decent fight against a, cha- a decent championship side in Swansea. So, you know, I think we've, uh, we've shown we've, we, you know, we've got a bit about us as a squad, and there's definitely things there, you know, we can hopefully take into the league. And, and speaking of the league, I'll segue into that nicely. It's only the little choice of Mansfield at home. <laughs> uh, Mansfield uh, won 13, drawn 10, lost 2, um, scored 44, conceded 20. And uh, obviously you look at their squad and immediately you think, well, Nigel Clough is in a fantastic job there because he's very, very clever, is Nigel Clough. He did exactly the same at Burton Albion. He doesn't go out and spend... He just waits until players become available who he fancies, who he thinks will fit in the system, and he collects them. And it's taken him a couple of seasons to get there. But I mean, look at the the quality of uh, Bailey Cargill and Aidan Flint, the two centre halves. Uh, Aidan Flint uh, cost Cardiff a lot of money from Bristol City a few years ago, and he's still the right age for this league. Bailey Cargill, obviously Australian international, so there's loads going on there. But Christy Pym in nets. Um, Jordan Bowery, um, and obviously our, our very own uh, Reese never quite re- got to his potential out. So he was, he was playing brilliantly for them, and they're all really chuffed with him. Uh, and people like John Joe O'Toole injured, et cetera, et cetera. They got some real quality. And I, I go back to the start of the season now, one of our first away games, uh, and they were pretty much nailed on, and we were pretty much. Uh, like a group of strangers on the day, Joel. I'm, I'm hoping that we, even though we've lost five low needs, we've got three people in. I'm hoping we can put a bit better fight up. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I think that Mansfield have been the best team we've played all season. I thought just the the way they completely dominated us. I want, you know, there, there are games where, you know, we've definitely been massively second best. Notts County recently, I think Notts County was we shot ourselves in the foot a lot with how we, we, we did track runners in certain moments and things like that. But I think I thought that was the, the most humbling <laughs> performance we've had this season. And, you know, it's going to happen. They're a very good side. I mean, they say you say they're not spending loads. I don't know. I reckon they're probably paying... Hey, I, know they, I know they got him on a free, but I reckon they're probably paying people like Aidan Flint uh, a fair amount in wages in the same way that Derby always like to say that, oh, look at us, we're not spending any transfer uh, fees. But yeah, I'm sure David McGoldrick uh, didn't come cheap or Conor Horan. So, it's yeah, they've got a great side, really, really good. They played a diamond, obviously, last time. Uh, I think they're still playing that diamond. Just, you know, the way they kind of control, control possession that way, it was, it, was, it was really good. I do have to say, I thought, <laughs> I feel more safe saying it now, and <laughs> now he's left for Ross County, but... I thought Derek got the tactics absolutely horrifically wrong that day. You know, we played the three-five-two, which which was weird because De- we haven't played we him before. <laughs> well, I mean, we have under Derek played three-five-two quite a lot, but we haven't. I think we played it that season. Also, he's not, used that, a, not with the personnel we had. No. no, and also like he's used the diamond to counteract the three-five-two before. So it was it was weird what we did. And I just thought the fact that we had three centre midfielders and they have four, they just knocked it around us. They had something ridiculous like 80% possession plus in the first half, you know, and they just created chances for fun. Uh, thought we kind of got a grip in the second half, but then that second goal kills it off, really. So I'd like to think we, we might be able to get it a bit more right this time around, having had a bit of a chance to watch them. It was very early in the season, uh, that first game. So, yeah, they've got great quality, but it's at home. I you know, even going back to last season when things were a lot tougher in League One, we played some incredible sides there. 
I'd still back us to do a decent job at home. And obviously, you know, we've, we've played teams like Derby and Ipswich at home and we we, we ran them pretty close. Uh, so, yeah, I, despite it being a very, I, I'd argue, the best team in the league from what I've seen personally, I, I'd say I don't really diminish our chances too much because, you know, we saw how we took on Stockport the other week. So, yeah, it's at home. I think, you know, we'll we'll have a good go and it'll be a good game. Eternally positive, I like it. And James is nodding his head in agreement yet again. <laughs> well, I mean, Mansfield are a really good side. And I, I, I agree with what you both said. They were they were as good a team as we played this season. Um, I think they played us so early and our team had been thrown together, as always, um, yeah. at the last minute, that, you know, you, it might have been a, a, a tactical um, misstep, but equally it could just have been that players didn't quite know what each other were going to do yet. Whichever way they were excellent. And they've been excellent since. Um, and and you know when you've when you've drawn ten games and you're still second in the league, that's that's quite impressive because normally it, it requires more winning because they just haven't been losing. So they're a good side, but it's at home. Um, we've got a fearless set of players. We've got quite a few players who have got a point to prove because they're probably going to be coming into the side and getting starts. There's a couple of new lads coming in as well. Um, working hard to to to, to bring um, others in this this last couple of days as well. So you just you just don't know. It's a game of football. Um, they, they will be absolutely the favourites from a bookie's perspective, and that's that's how we like it at Morecambe, right? Well, yeah, I must admit, looking at it in plain terms, um, it, I'm, I'm interested in what you're saying there because it's it's we're in a, a very very similar situation to when we were we played Mansfield in the away game, and the fact that we have got a lot lot, lot of new bodies in the dressing room. Arch is one of them for a start, and obviously we've signed Joe Adams, Quill Edwards, uh, who's obviously made his debut already. Um, it. it the impact of losing um, Connolly, um, King, Mellon and Bloxham can't be underestimated because they've been four really, really good lads. I wish them well in their careers. They've obviously, you know, they've all got big futures, I think. Uh, I think they've all proved that. They're all young enough. But uh, any side in this division is going to miss that quality, Joel. Yeah, I think um, I think we've done very well with some of the people who've got in there, obviously Archie, but also uh, Gwion Edwards out wide. I imagine he'll probably be starting on Saturday, and I don't think it's really a downgrade at all uh, going from Tom Bloxham to Gwion Edwards. So I'm not too concerned about out wide. I think we obviously need a bit need a bit more depth with Walker going as well. But you know, with I I yeah, I think we're, we're all right out there. But obviously in midfield and up front. You know, losing King and Mellon, and obviously Conley was was great at the back. Look, we've got you know Faz, who was more than capable at centre half as well. So that helps mitigate it. But again, we do need a bit more depth and, and a bit more quality to compete there as well. Uh, yeah, but it's it's King and King and Mellon that I, I think at the moment seem like the big ones. It is going to be tough to replace them, but you know it'll be interesting to see how people step up. We've got some quality players in the squad, like. I think, you know, Jake Taylor, I know he's played in number 10 a fair bit, but I kind of like him. I, I quite like it when he plays deeper and he can pull a few, few more strings from there. As a matter of interest, I thought Jake was fabulous at Swansea. I thought yeah. he had a good yeah. day. I agree. Actually, I thought, especially in the second half, when we tried to push a bit forwards and he ended up dropping a bit deeper into midfield when we brought more attacking players, I thought, yeah. I thought he was really, really good coming a bit it deeper was. and taking the ball. So... I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of step into King's role. Uh, Donald Love is back hopefully soon. I know um, Jed said he's coming in. He's coming back to training on Monday. I think with Joel Senior doing so well at right back, it looks like you know, yeah, it could well be midfield that that, that that Donald Love steps into, and he's been so good in midfield and uh, this season before his injury. So yeah, we've got a couple of people who can maybe help cover there. I think we we'll need more depth, obviously, but it'll be interesting to see how that develops and then. It's the the mystical task of finding a, a number nine who can score goals that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You know, trying to find that on the, that you know unfound gem. It's it's difficult. I thought Charlie Brown showed a bit in the in the in the in, in, in that second half against uh, Harrogate. So, but obviously, we'll probably still need a bit more up top, uh, at least at the very least competition. So, we'll just have to see how the next few days pan out, and hopefully, we can get some decent bodies in the door. I think I think it's a fair point you make there. It's probably why. Uh... Um, we had penciled in Greg Strong, who is still doing double doings. He's uh, he's working for Morgan Football Club, and he's also 
uh, started his new role uh, with Derek at, at uh, up in Scotland. So Greg is still uh, working hard for us, and that's probably one of the reasons that he backed out this morning at nine thirty. Said I've got quite a busy day, which I do understand, because um, he's obviously working hard for us, James. And I'm I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I've had a couple of texts today. Um, this is a, I, I'm not taking this seriously at all, but I thought it's worth mentioning because it tickled me that two separate people have texted me saying apparently Cole Stockton's Twitter feed he's changed his picture and it's him kissing the trophy at Wembley in the Morecambe shirt. It's been like that for a while, I think. I know fair. it has. I know yeah. it has. But the people have just noticed, and I'm like. Mm, so I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you can see how these conspiracy theories start, can't you? Because uh, I happened to look a couple of weeks ago at Coles while I was away, and it was like that, you're right. So, uh, But a couple of people always change his picture, and I'm like, no, he hasn't, but we'll mention it anyway. But um, it's a tricky time, James. Um, we we do need, you know, do need bodies in. Is it is it a case of five in, five out? Yeah, probably. Um, we're not we're not a team that, that needs a big squad. We've not got cup competition to contend with. And the hardest time to have a thin squad is um, that Christmas period when you've got um, three games in nine days. Um, so, I, yeah, we, we, we want to stick to the, the, the big blueprint that serves as well over the course of the last few seasons where everybody in the squad's got a chance and you've, you've not got players um, who, who don't even have a look in. Um, I'm not commenting on, on, the, on the cold thing. I'm, the, the, there's, no, there's, no, there's no massive amount of substance behind that. Um, and actually, from a from a, a club perspective, what we want to see is is a Morecambe player um, come in and do well and score five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine goals um, in the second half of the season. So hopefully that could be um, around Cammy Smith. Um, but you know we've, we've got we've got uh, Joe Adams in, in today. Um, I think our best player so far this season and that has actually been JJ McKinnon. Um, it's rare that I, I say I say something as as, as that, but I, I actually do. Um, obviously, he's injured at the moment, but he's got to come back here. He's a Morgan player. I want to see the Morgan players do well and and and, and all the loanees mesh in nice, nicely. And just to put something to bed, the loanees went because they did really, really well. They didn't go yes, because of anything that's going on behind the scenes. No. Got, you know, instability, ownership, ownership nonsense had nothing to do with it. I mean, no, it's you know, because in, they, all, they all played bloody brilliantly. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> and it's probably been the best crop of loanees that I've seen in a, in a Morecambe squad. And if you're a League Two team that wants to compete on a smaller budget, you absolutely make use of the loan market. You know, Archie and, and Joe are good examples of that. So, you know, four of those five loanees did such a good job at Morecambe that they've been recalled. Yeah. And I'd rather have four out of five loanees do brilliantly and get recalled than have five average loanees who don't get recalled. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I agree. The benefit with you. of it, right? So I, I think it is a case of you know don't don't be sad that they've gone, but be pleased that they're with, with us. That, and it, it's um, you know Cameron Rooney's gone out on loan to uh, a couple of teams, and he's come back with a little bit more experience. Uh, he showed pretty positively in the, in a couple of the the uh, Tim Pot Cup games, Joel. So he, he could probably push for a place as well because he's growing up now. Yeah, possible. I did like the look of him. I thought he was a uh... Had quite a lot of flair and not quite creative. Hopefully, those loan spells in, in the lower leagues have done him well. Obviously, it's a it's a big step up to League Two, but he was playing a you know a League Two side in Barrow that night uh, when you play for us and, and, and grab the goal. Yeah. So yeah, there might be a couple of people in the squad. You know, I don't think anybody anybody had any idea about well much of an I don't think many people had much of an idea about Adam Mayer uh, before uh, no, the, the Wickham game last season. You know, I don't think many people. Need too much about him before you know he kind of uh, and he just kind of came out of nowhere really. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's positive, isn't it? I think uh, we've got. I think it's definitely looks like our kind of youth academy has been looking a bit stronger in recent kind of times. So hopefully, hopefully that's something where we're able to crack on with. Just 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 to jump in on that, that the fact is that when you go to a Cat Three academy, it takes a few years for pathways to form and for you to start to produce the players at, at, at first team yeah. level. And that's what we've seen in the last two, three seasons. Um so there are now players coming through. Um I know that the the, the link now between um first team and, and academy is much, much stronger than it's than it's ever been in, in my four years um the, with, with the club. Um, and that, that that can only be a good thing because if you again if you want to be a, a club that's competitive um with um with the scale that we've got you, you've got to bring you, you through and you've got to you've got to develop your players so that that link is strong and just again just to whip back to the loanee thing 
we we take advantage of the same thing that maybe our fans see us suffer from. Um, you know, Archie's done a fantastic job at Gateshead, and Gateshead would have been absolutely gutted to lose Archie. And if you saw the Gateshead squad the week after Archie moved on, they were they were really struggling. Um, so you know, it, we we don't necessarily always look down; we just look up and we 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 miss what we haven't got. Um, but it's it's the same at every point in the pyramid. You know, you, yeah. you take advantage and, and you lose, you lose out to those who are bigger than you and those who are smaller than you. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's uh, our game getting Archie in um, definitely uh, will be a, a massive miss at Gateshead, and so we'll uh, I'll, and again a nice segue into uh, let's let's chat to you now, Archie. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm reading conflicting reports. What is your consideration of your height? Uh, six feet six. Six feet six. Six and yeah, a half. Well, just under. Just under. I think I'm 198 centimetres, so just under that. But so I like if, to say six feet six. So I'll round it, it up. Was the milkman tall or did you live in a grow bag or what? <laughs> I'll say a grow bag. I'll say a grow bag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I obviously... Um, Started off, started off, uh, born in Scotland. You, you, you're with Norwich. Um, we have, uh, we have a bit of a bit of a uh, a nice relationship with Norwich because we we managed to borrow Joe Lewis off them, as I'm sure you know, has played many years yeah. at the team. Uh, he made his football league debut for us um, when we first got in League Two in 2007, and he was a fantastic keeper for us, Joe. And he went on. Uh, he played so brilliantly well against uh, Peterborough that they paid quite a lot of money for him, which is fair enough. So um, you never know where it's going to lead. But so uh, obviously you've been out on loan. You, you did a fantastic job for Notts County. Uh, the manager there saw you were, were good at saving penalties and brought you on for the penalties at Wembley. And uh, you stopped a couple of them. That must have been a fantastic afternoon for you. Talk us through that. Yeah, it was all right, to be fair. Um, I've had worse. Uh, yeah, unbelievable, really. As you say, I think I played a game, I think it must have been a month and a half uh, before that, and I'd saved a penalty. And then in the lead-up, obviously, when you go into playoffs, you kind of practice these things in training and that. And I managed to save a couple in training. Um, and I think, yeah, he just felt that I was the strongest option if it did go down to penalties. So, you know, it was kind of planned to happen in the semi-final. Uh, thankfully, it didn't get to that at that point. We managed to score a late a late winner. Um, and then, yeah, on the day of the final, really, I kind of had it in my head it might happen, but you never really think that it's going to go to penalties and everything. So I was pretty chilled throughout. And then when the 90 minutes were up, they kind of just said to me, yeah, I'd be ready because if we're looking like we're going to penalties, then, then you're going to come on. So I think the whole second half of the extra time I was just kind of reading the notes that we made um going over everything and then yeah he subbed me on and thankfully I managed to save a couple and not embarrass myself and it was brilliant yeah so uh, did did the goalkeeping coach do the prep on uh, who was going to take him and where they were going to put him that sort of thing and you just you were instead of watching the game you were you were totting up thinking right well if I go on we'll we'll see who takes it and who goes where Pretty much, yeah. So we actually, so we sat down on the Friday, I think it was the day before we travelled down. Um, just the goalkeepers. So there was three goalkeepers, obviously, and the coach, and we watched their penalties. Um, and what what we thought they were going to do with them. Basically, we watched all their players, every penalty they'd taken, dating back, you know, from most recent backwards. And we kind of decided amongst us what we thought we were going to do. And part of our training that week, so we did that on the Thursday, and part of our training on the Friday was we got our assistant coach and one of the boys um, who'd just been recalled, so he wasn't in the squad or anything, to take penalties against us. What we thought they were going to do, basically try imitate their run-ups and things like that. So we did have a fairly good idea, but obviously when it comes to the game and that, you completely forget about everything that you've watched and everything. So we had it on a a water bottle and a sheet of paper. So I was just sitting reading the, the sheet of paper, kind of reminding myself um, what was going to happen. And then, yeah, when the player was trotting up and everything, I'd have a look at my water bottle and and work out what, what I thought they were going to do. And thankfully, we were um, pretty good with our calculations. Yeah, you say that again. Yeah. And uh, So what were the celebrations like after that then? Yeah, they were, they were really good. We went straight back to... The hotel um, and all our family and everything came. So that was nice. We had the night there. 
on the Saturday night um, with all our families and everything. And that went on for hours. And then we woke up the next morning, got the bus back to Nottingham, and then we were straight out in Nottingham again, which was which was brilliant again. Yeah, it was it was a long couple of days. I was tired after them, but it was yeah, it was really good. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, alcohol was involved then. <laughs> plenty, yeah, plenty. So um, am am I right in thinking that you turned up at Swansea and and uh, met up met up with your old manager there, didn't you? Correct. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I seen him in the before the game and everything. Um, said hello and that, obviously, and then just kind of said we'll speak after the game. So I caught up with him and he took a couple of coaching staff with him. So I was speaking to them for a while after the game. So it was nice to see them. Obviously, he um, had the balls, she was say, to put me on in the final and that, and gave me that moment. So it was yeah, great to see them again and catch up with him. And we were just yeah speaking about it, obviously, and then. The task they have at Swansea, I think they were really looking forward to going in there. So uh, you you must uh, have very fond memories of your time at Notts County because you played a massive part in getting them back into the football league. Yeah, it was it was the best best period I would say I've had um, so far. It was only I was only there for five months, I think four or five months, I think. But it was it was really good. You know, the whole the whole time we were kind of neck and neck with with um, Wrexham in the league as well. So it was kind of relentless. Both of us just seemed to be winning every single week um, and they just picked us to the title. Um, so we kind of knew we had to go down the playoff route and everything. And I think if you get asked beforehand, if you know it's a guarantee and you're always going to choose to to win the playoffs, you know, going to Wembley and winning it, it's it's not something you get to do often, if at all, in your career. Um, so thankfully we managed to do that. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. And uh, looking at uh, you, you you went to Gateshead, and as we touched on, Gateshead must have been pretty sorry to lose you. But um, playing in League Two is a, is a great opportunity for you because obviously Scottish Youth International, Scottish Under Twenty One International, you, you want to play as many games as high level as possible, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Gateshead, and you know we were going well in the league. We were in the playoffs um, pretty much the whole time I was there. And we were hoping to be able to push on. You know, we had a really good squad assembled. Um, unfortunately, a couple of months in, our manager and assistant uh, assistant got picked up by MK Dons. Um, you know, kind of a victim of our own success at that point, like you say. And then I think, like we you were mentioning, the lone guys that were here, Gates had have kind of fallen victim to that as well. I think there was four of us on loan, and all of us have went back. Um, one of them's got MK Dons, and that you know, so boys are. Are uh, moving up the leagues, and I think it's just kind of the way it works with with loan players, especially your parent club, like my Norwich, and that. If there's an opportunity to jump up a league, then you definitely want to do it. And I was I was no different, really. I love my time at Gateshead, but when the opportunity comes to play at a higher level or um, to go to a team, then yeah, you need to take it. And so, how did how did this come about? Was it in the, uh, Norwich? We got in touch with Norwich and presumably they said, well, we can call you back and, and they give you the choice. And you said, yeah, I'm going to go. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it happened really quickly, to be honest. I think it was the 29th or the 30th of December. Norwich called me and just said, um, Morecambe have been in touch. Um, we'd like you to go and everything. And I pretty much said, yep, straight away. Um, and then I think they just said, play the game on the first with Gateshead and then head straight over after that. Um, so yeah, it happened really quickly. There was no questions about it really, whether or oh, do I do I not. Um, it was just a case of yeah, they want you and that, and okay, let's go. So what you've been getting some travelling in you have, haven't you, Arch? Put me neck. Yeah. North Scotland, Norwich, Gateshead, Morecambe, Notts County. I'm like, bloody hell, you've been around. I hope you I, I have all my leaf car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I've seen um, a few parts of the country and that, but I'm kind of used to it. I think it's parcel, par- uh, part and parcel of being a footballer, really. I think you need to be willing to, especially as a youngster and as a goalkeeper, you know, you're going to go out on loans and things. So I think you need to leave yourself open to it. And I don't mind that at all. You know, you get to see different parts of the country, meet different different people. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind that at all. It's just a new part of the country for me and it's it's just football. And well done on well done on saying and appear on strange podcasts as well. Well done on not saying that. Um, <laughs> so so uh, I'll, I'm going to hand you over to Joel now, who's probably got some far more in depth questions than me because I I always keep it quite nice. But Joel will have some intelligent questions for you. Crack on. 
Yeah, no, yeah, scrabbling around quickly because I had no idea who who who'd be coming on until uh, your name popped up in the waiting room. I was like, fantastic, right? I need to think of some questions. But uh, <laughs> I think I'll, I guess I'll start with the obvious, really, with with the penalties because I think you talked a bit about preparation, obviously, and and, and all that. But like, I guess, obviously that's a big part of penalty saving. But I guess part of it is kind of how you how you react in the situation because I remember I think well I think while you you penalty while the saves isn't it. it it's kind of you've dived the right way, but it's kind of going over you. And you've, you've, I think you tipped it from your hand onto your toe. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, to be honest with you, straight after that happened and everything, the boys were kind of like, "Oh, what a save and everything." How did you manage to get up to that? And I didn't remember it as that being like that. I just thought it was similar to the first one when I just parried it away, and then I watched it back, and obviously it's just instinct kind of took over. Um, and I managed to kind of readjust my body in a certain way and get behind it. Um, but yeah, at the time, I didn't remember it as, as being as good as what it was, really. I just thought it was a pretty run-of-the-mill save. But um, instinct obviously kicked in um, and some habit over the years of reacting to things and, yeah, managed to get to it. I think being six foot six helped. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Be fair. I don't know. Actually, I'd say it might be a bit of a hindrance trying to recontort yourself when you're that yeah. tall. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it's funny when you're actually talking to players about like kind of big games and stuff like this because a lot of them do. I always find like a lot of them tend to say like they don't quite remember what happened in the moment when that like, the adrenaline's going. Is it a bit of a similar thing for yourself there? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think even the game. I was sitting on the bench and I watched it, but I could not tell you anything really that happened in the game apart from the goals. Um, I think when you're in these moments and kind of caught up in it and everything, you're so tuned in to what you're doing and things like that, that what actually happens and you're thinking about the next thing, you kind of just erase things that have happened um, from your brain, you know, and just start thinking about the next thing. I think that's possibly the reason why. But uh, yeah, you'd be amazed at the things that you forget and details that you just do not recall at all. So just kind of generally speaking about penalty saving as well uh, for keepers, because I think, I always think it's really interesting because you've got some like really fantastic, amazing top level keepers uh, who just seem to be pretty meh when it comes to penalties. I think quite a big, obviously, re- recent example is David De Gea, who will, you know, was very, you know, very good shot stopper, but didn't really, didn't really save many penalties. And I think it's quite interesting looking at that. I think you look at the keeper we had last season, Connor Ripley. Obviously, he's very good for us in in normal time, but also he just had a. I think he saved about half the penalties he faced last season, which is mad. Uh, and and uh, he was quite a big personality. So I, I do often kind of think, and I wonder what your take is on it, is how much of penalty taking is kind of that psychological, and almost kind of like having a big personality that you can almost kind of exert yourself on the penalty taker a bit. I think that's a huge part of it. You know, I think all the pressure really is on the penalty taker to score. So if you can kind of get in their head a little bit, then it's always going to help. The homework makes a huge difference. I think, um, you know, if you see someone nine times out of 10 goes goes to the left, then if you've done your homework on that, you should be going the right way in theory. But I think if you can get in their head a little bit, it can help you even with them missing the target, not striking it correctly and things like that, because all the pressure's on them. So I do think it, a huge part of it is is kind of getting into, into their head and kind of putting a bit of personality out and, and you know, putting them off. I think that does help you um, massively and kind of put, put the penalty taker off. So talking about kind of having a bit of a personality when you play, I think a couple of the things that I've, I've, I've read from, like, I think there was a feature you did on, on the Gateshead website yourself uh, about being quite laid back in possession and uh, having that. So can you tell us a bit about that in your game, but kind of being laid back and, and being good with the ball? Yeah, I think, um, to be honest with you, I think it just comes to me naturally, the way I kind of play and that is, um, I think as you come across laid back, I'm probably not as laid back in my own mind as what I come across. Um, you know, they love to say to Gateshead and that, that I was kind of the calmest man in the stadium and everything, and uh, it might come across that way, but not always, I'm not always um, like that in my own head. It just, it just tends to be something I think I'm quite, comfortable with the ball at my feet so maybe if you're not used to a goalkeeper seeing like that and everything it can it can look like that from the outside um so I would say I am fairly laid back and everything for a goalkeeper you know you get some that are shouters and screamers and things like that and I wouldn't say I'm massively like that um I do like to try be kind of calm and things 
um, and try not be too erratic. But uh, yeah, I would just say that it's kind of something that that's kind of grown into my game, and it wouldn't. It's not really something I try to do or anything like that. It's just kind of the way I come across. So, kind of in terms of like playing with your feet, how how much is that something you've kind of worked on over your career? Because I think again, it's another one of those interesting things to see in goalkeepers, isn't that? Even the kind of you know, bog standard league two goalkeepers who maybe at that level 15 and 20 years ago, like you know, it was one, it, it was just long kicking, but now you know, a lot you know, they like to take a first touch, they like to kind of almost sometimes act as an extra center back in possession. So, is that is that something you worked on kind of throughout your years as a youth player? I think so, yeah, definitely. I think now, if you speak to goalkeepers now compared to maybe if I spoke to Baz when he was coming through and that, it's definitely just changed from coming through youth programmes and things like that. You're definitely more involved with um, the ball at your feet. So when I was coming through and things, I'd be involved in the outfielder drills and possessions and things like that quite a lot. Um, and I enjoyed doing it. So I think it is something that comes natural, but obviously it's just built up over time um, from doing it repetitively, really, that it kind of gives you the confidence to be able to go and do it on a, on a football pitch. So I would say, yeah, it is just work growing up, really, um, that makes it come to you. But I think definitely that I've got a bit of natural in me that from when I was younger, like younger, younger, that I would have liked to play outfield as well um, and do that kind of bit of it. So, yeah. What position outfield then? Me, I always see myself as a striker, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, oh, that. Goes, yeah. Yeah. that. Runs, yeah. Honestly, Connor Ripley last year, obviously, his dad was Stuart Ripley, who, who won, the, won the Premier League with Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. And he was, um, he fancied himself as a centre forward and he was playing non league as a centre forward. And his dad was like, You're not good enough. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think every uh, goalkeeper is a frustrated striker. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's something about it, and it, it, it's yeah. funny, you know, Arch, because you you come across as actually quite thoughtful, intelligent, and quite sensible. So how come you're a keeper? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There was must have been something along the way that um, maybe become a goalkeeper that wasn't very sensible in the decision making. I mean, you know, I, I say I say it in the nicest possible way, but obviously. I, you know, I, I, I'm 60 and I'm still playing walking football. And if somebody says to me, it's your turn in nets, I'm like, oh, you know. I, no, it, yeah. It's what it's, yeah. You've got to have a screw loose. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, when I was younger, obviously, just there was the screw loose a bit. My brother, I had an older brother and he used to always stick me in goals, so I didn't have much of a choice there. But I have just loved it from a young age, you know, diving about and things like that. Um, but, yeah, like my parents are saying everything like that, it's the worst position I could have chosen, um, really. So yeah, there must have been something along the way that that was that was a bit off. See, that I'm pretty sure I've heard quite a few goalkeepers say about that origin story, and it's been the younger brother who always got shoved in. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely, I think, I think that could be the case. Yeah, you got no choice when you're younger, so it kind of yeah, just sticks. Yeah, it's called bullying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Joel, I interrupted. Carry on. No, no worries. I think the, the, the kind of main other thing I kind of wanted to ask about really is is what what are the kind of main things you learn when you kind of go out and learn? What are the kind of main differences from academy football going to kind of obviously at the moment non-league and now into League 2 football? You know, I think you get different things like styles of play. You know, I went to Notts County and their manager had like quite a unique style of play. Gateshead, they had their own style of play and things like that. Um but I think the the most important thing really is just learning how to win. You know, at academy, like when you're playing in the younger age groups and things like that, of course, like personally and everything, you're always wanting to win, dying to win. But the coaches and that wouldn't really show if you didn't win that it's not the end of the world. But when you're out on loan um, in a dressing room full of men and a manager and everything like that, whose job depends on it, you need to just learn how to how to win games, really. And that's the most important thing. Um, at the end of the day, so I would say that's that's the biggest thing that that I've taken from all my loans is each and every manager and everything wants to play a certain way, but at the end of the day, it's just the way they see how they think they're going to win the match, and then you're kind of tasked with going out there and just doing it. So I guess, I guess it's kind of part handling pressure, but also part just kind of 
working to kind of knowing how to kind of all, all bunk in on an objective and be playing a certain way. And also, I guess, even when in moments when you're not performing, just finding a way to win, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you go into dressing rooms and you might not be best mate to someone or, um, you know, I'm sure most boys always get on and everything like that. But once you step on the pitch, really, everyone just kind of chips in in their own way and you're kind of all in it together. Um, I think that's like a unique thing about football really is it doesn't really matter how well you get on with someone or know someone is when you go out and play football together, you both just want to win as much as each other and you'll do anything to help them really. So, yeah. So in, in terms of just kind of uh, the, the, the kind of things like cross crosses and shot stopping, is there anything that like that kind of stands out from that kind of aspect of things uh, when you're stepping into, into the kind of men's game? Um, I would say crosses is definitely a big thing for a goalkeeper. Um, you know, when I went, first went on loan to Kingsland, my first game, I think it was against Borden Wood and Matt Reed was there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. <laughs> yeah, we know, and, yeah. yeah, we know Matt Reed. Yeah. The first, yeah, the first corner that came in, I think he stuck me in the back of the net. So that's kind of was a, a rude awakening to it. So I think that is the the biggest thing as a young goalkeeper when you're coming up is dealing with that sort of physicality. Um, players aren't daft. They'll see, oh, look, here's a young goalkeeper in that. He's new to the men's game. So we'll go stick one on him early and kind of frighten him a little bit. So I think that is a huge thing when you're a young goalkeeper coming coming in is is dealing with that um, and kind of just having the mindset on it that um, if you miss the first one or whatever, you need to come and get the second one. You can't be scared to kind of go into your shell and, and not fancy it anymore. Yeah, I guess uh, it's weird. I, I mean, obviously, it's, I imagine it's pretty unpleasant going up against Matt Reed in your first uh, game. But at the same time, it's probably, in the long run, probably for the best. Yeah, exactly. I would say in, in the long run, definitely for the best. You know, it's, there's not there's not many I've faced since him, I think, that um, we'd be able to leave one on you as well. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be frightened bumping into Matt Reed in a bloody Superman <laughs> on a football field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. So, so, um, am I am I reading too much into this, Archie? Or um, Norwich Norwich seem to have um, a sort of they 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 must have a really good Scottish goalkeeper scout because obviously you got Brian Gunn, Angus Gunn, yourself. Um, it, it, you know, and it's a bloody long way to go, isn't it, from where you're from? Yeah, it is. It is a very long way. I think, you know, Brian Gunn was one of the first people that messed with me when I first went down because he was kind of similar to me, went from Aberdeen down there. Uh, obviously, Angus's son was was born in Norwich and brought up in Norwich, so it's a bit different for him. But yeah, there's been there's been a, a couple of us or a few of us and everything that have, have gone down and there's kind of a link now, yeah? Funnily enough, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why, but yeah, it just seems to be the way. Yeah, it seems to work. Well, look, yeah. good luck with your time with us. Um, we 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 hope obviously that that you and Adam and Stuart are all fighting for the top place and all performing brilliantly every week. Uh, if you happen to make your debut against Mansfield on Saturday, I hope it's the quietest debut that you ever have. But I can say I can't say that I can't see that happening. Although defensively, you know, um, we've got some we've got some pretty good players in front of you. But obviously, uh, you know, um, if Mansfield play as much. Uh, beautiful football as Swansea, then you're not going to be that busy, I don't think. But fingers crossed. But thanks for coming on. Um, I, I'm I'm going to finish off now. James has James has got a um, you've got an unusual um, an unusual story about goalkeeping, haven't you? Yeah, it's um, I've told this one to Joel over a beer before, um, but it, it it suddenly struck my mind when you were talking about preparing for penalties. Um, and doing your homework and everything else, and it was it was back in the centenary season, and uh, we were doing the interviews for Morecambe's first ever proper analyst, um, and we got down to the final round. We'd had like fifty, got it down to thirty, got it down to ten, got it down to five, down to two. And we're sitting in in, the, in like a little section of part of the function room at the Mazuma, interviewing the last two, and and the last one, um, Harry. Um, he, he, he's not a natural interviewee. Um, he would he would he would say that happily if he was on here. And he was sort of sipping his cup of tea every five seconds and appeared quite nervous. But everything that he said was just substantial and meant something. And you could tell by the end of the interview that he, he nailed it. But there was there was a clincher at the end of the interview 
the end of the, the, the part, the, the main part of the interview was we had Forest Green the following weekend. So Derek had very sensibly said, "Do some analysis on Forest Green. Tell me, tell me how to play Forest Green." So Harry came in and he did all of his analysis, talked about their wing backs, talked about this, that, and the other. And then he said his, his last pit was, "And if they get a penalty, tell the keeper to go left." And Derek said, "I always tell my keepers to go right." And Harry said, "I know." <laughs> 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 oh brilliant yeah good story I like it he got the job yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> surprisingly there you go so there you have it sports fans uh, Joel have you got anything from the trust obviously uh, it's been uh, we, I, I feel like we're a bit of a fraud really because obviously we had we had so much to talk about and I don't think we can sort of like go back and talk about Bradford on Boxing Day and Stockport and MK Dons and Harrogate. We've missed out all those games, previewed them all, and then uh, my plane delay meant we'd, we haven't discussed it. So please tell me you've got something positive from the Trust. I, there's not too much to update on at the moment, obviously, just with it being Christmas. I think everybody's so busy with you know what, 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 what have they gotten over Christmas. But obviously come off the back of a, another successful toy appeal. So again, thank you to everybody donating for that. And yeah, I think we'll do a meeting uh, later this month. Uh, so yeah, we'll just provide any more updates. But yeah, like you say, uh, obviously with all the Christmas games as well, I know it's a, it's kind of tricky to try and do them all in one kind of one kind of big swoop, really. But uh, yeah, it was up and down. Good comeback. Yeah, yeah. Great, great John Slew goal. And that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we're, we're still here. So... My thanks to James, as usual, uh, an excellent guest. Archie, good luck with your time with us. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get some fond memories. And I hope you get to come on and save some penalties. Not that we give penalties away, hopefully. You know what I'm saying, Archie, but good luck. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We will return next week. Uh, We will be here, hopefully, every week from now to the end of the season. Uh, We may well have uh, another new member of the playing squad on next week. I don't know who yet, but um, Matt's been very kind in saying we can get everybody on as long as they're happy to talk. And as we've learned from Archie, he's very happy to talk. So uh, thank you for watching or listening to this. This was Shrimp Net Net number... I don't know. I've lost count. I've been in the antipodes. I apologise. Thanks for listening. See you next week.